The Freedompreneur podcast is sponsored by iGenus Healthcare Nutrition in Cambridge, UK. And iGenus have kindly offered listeners to the podcast a special 20% discount on their complete range of supplements and vitamins for your mental and physical health. And let's face it, health is the first wealth, particularly as a freedompreneur. So head over to igenus.com, that's I-G-E-N-N-U-S.com, and check out their range of really useful articles and health information. And just use the code ADVITALITY at checkout. That's A-double-D-V-I-T-A-L-I-T-Y in capitals at checkout. And your order will be discounted by 20%. Hi, Emma. It's great to see you again. Hi, Andrew. <laughs> so we, we reconnected again a few months ago after a few years of, of not being in touch. We met in corporate life. I was your client. No, sorry, you were mine. <laughs> Beg your pardon. <laughs> and and it was fascinating. So you kind of approached me for some coaching, didn't you? Just tell tell me the story a little bit about what got you to make contact. Yeah, I did. I um so in 2019, I kind of um I well, I basically decided to up sticks, leave the UK and come and live in France with the vision of creating a, a retreat, um, having a bit more of a portfolio career. Uh, doing more coaching programs and just escaping from sort of a hamster wheel and I actually when I came back again in March in 2020 it was the beginning of the pandemic really my dream was kind of out the window at that point because I had no real opportunity to earn the income I'd hoped to from the retreat business or the chambre d'oeuvres and other things sort of bed and breakfast and I actually started doing some contract work and I did that for probably about a year until the sort of hospitality retreat business could start up again here. And during that period, I started to become really quite anxious and a bit overwhelmed. So I reached out to you for some help with sort of um, mood and food. My diet was terrible. Um, I had diabetes. I wasn't controlling my blood sugars properly. wasn't drinking enough water. So I came to you as a kind of an SOS because I knew that's what you... Um, you did and to ask for your help we did and it was it was such a joy thoroughly enjoyed it and to see the changes that you made so so what have you noticed emma in terms of what's changed for you based on where you were at the beginning versus where you were after a, a few months of coaching definitely some basic sort of fundamental things which i knew i should be doing but i seem to have kind of forgotten about them so things like making sure i was hydrated making sure I was, you know, getting exercise every day. Um, when I did the food diary, that was interesting because it, it, it sort of, you know, reflected back on, on things to me about uh, what I was eating every day. So just trying to sort of get back some of the good habits I used to have, which had kind of gone out the window because I was basically sitting in an office, in my office, home office all day, staring at a computer screen. Yes. And... Um, obviously feeling quite anxious during that period because it was quite a difficult piece of it was difficult work to do yeah. for a number of reasons which I won't go into here but I also think from a mental health point of view I needed your help in in kind of helping me to understand that I wasn't going crazy and what was happening to me wasn't uh, normal or you know and how I could kind of deal with that from a sort of a mental health perspective 
No, that's very honest of you. And thanks for that. I'm intrigued as to, so how are you experiencing things now versus how you did then? In other words, you, you talked about the mechanics of what you've done a little bit, but what, what have you noticed difference in, in your life experience? I just, just think my energy level is so much higher because I'm now back doing the things that I really love. I've got kind of what I call my um, backpack full of all yeah. the good habits, like the, you know, the water, the um, uh, the magnesium, et cetera, yeah. and supplements, et cetera, and exercise. Yeah. I've got all those things. Yeah. Just got loads of energy and so many ideas are now coming out about what I want to do, where I want to take my businesses. But I think in order to en enable those ideas to come out, I have to have been in a, the right state mentally and physically to be able to do that and I just I can't begin I can't, I can't tell you what the transformation feels like <laughs> well, that's good to hear it's great I can tell because actually and I said you might want to listen to our first call again at some point not necessarily right now but it's, yes, it's, I must I must the difference honestly in in how you sound what's going on in your mind is remarkable and I can't take all the credit for that you've done the work I've provided the mirror which you looked into yeah yeah. and provided you with some ideas and support and accountability and you've made it happen and which kind of leads us into the the part about you and your business really because I like you um you know that I work in Cyprus a lot of the time mm -hmm. residency there you've got residency in France and you run a chambre d'hote equivalent of a bed and breakfast in the south of France which is fabulous and it's just getting busy again now that Covid yeah. is allowing it to and I think we want to kind of provide some hope for people who are stuck in the, for want of a better phrase, the corporate rat race, feeling that they can't escape, that there, there's no alternative. But actually, we're here to say that there is, because we've both found slightly different alternatives. But we met in corporate life, but yeah. neither of us works in corporate life anymore. And it's only been a few years since. So I'd be interested to hear you talk to people about where how you've made that transition and how you can support people in making it and and we'll share experience together here because it's something I've yes yeah well. I mean I think the first thing to say is that it, it probably the whole transition started back in 2015 hmm. um but when I look at a you know people that that look at I'm going to move from a to b it's never like that is it Andrew it's always moving from A to H to Z. <laughs> so it's kind of been a, a kind of a, a, a path to my, what I ultimately wanted, which is I wanted freedom from corporate life. Yes. I We were talking earlier about having to go back into an office. Yeah. You know, people are going back into the office after um, having working from home for a long period of time. And I would, I was saying to you, I'd rather, I'd, I, I don't know what I would do to avoid that, but I would do absolutely everything. Yes. So, what I'm trying to do, what I'm doing here, is create um, programs in person and online for just people to discuss ideas and their their thoughts about how they might, what I would call, escape to having a more tranquil life. Yes. And what that means for them, it can mean lots of different things. For me, it meant coming to France in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by fields and wildlife and beautiful sunflowers in the summer yes having good weather although it's raining today that's what it meant that's what freedom meant for me and being able to choose what i did when i did it and who i did it with 
Yeah. And I know you you went you have a similar experience of um, going to Cyprus, right? Yeah, I do. And as you know, mine kind of came out of adversity, having bought a a, pra a place in Cyprus in two thousand six at a vastly inflated price when the it was literally yes, yes. it is now. Um, but sixteen years later, I was able to get residency, and and um, because of the location, independent working world that we're all now inhabiting, many of us, I'm able to be as productive out there as I can. Back in the UK at the moment with the rain, only been back a couple. Mm -hmm. So I've seen enough rain. I think I'll head back soon. <laughs> but it's funny, and it was something I never imagined would actually happen. And and it all seemed to be very difficult and traumatic uh, 15, 16 years ago. But it's like the universe had a better plan. For mm -hmm. And on all I had to do was trust it. And I think this sounds a little bit spiritual woo-woo if we're not careful. But mm -hmm. on the other hand, life, life teaches us what we need to learn. Sometimes it's packaged up quite pleasantly, and sometimes it's packaged up somewhat less pleasantly. But nevertheless, I think that sometimes when we look back, we see those gentle nudges that we've had at times, and we've all had them. Yeah. And we've ended up doing something quite different. Thought, wow, that would never have happened had it not been for X, Y, or Z, which actually at the time seemed pretty traumatic. Absolutely. And I think you, we spoke, I know during one of my coaching sessions with you, we spoke quite a lot about um, it's, you know, it, it felt leaving something behind and going to a, a, a place where perhaps you don't have the security of, you know, yeah. private health care or whatever it is you get with your job, you know, holidays or irregular income. Yes. It, you know, your mind can play yes. um, a trick on you saying, well, actually, you should just stay in that safe place. Yes. And I think it could, that's why I've got to explain the five-year thing, because I kept going back to that place. I dabbled with it, and then I would come back and go, no, I don't want to be in that place, but I still can't quite get an escape <laughs> from it. Yes. And so I think it, it's definitely now it's um, really taught me that I this is what I absolutely, ultimately am destined to do, and I will do it. Um, I'm so glad you say that because I remember at the time, you know, you were clearly wrestling with it and it, it was difficult, it was challenging on many levels. And yet there was still a part of you that clung to the, the perceived. Yes, security. that's a good word, clung, yes. <laughs> well, we all do it. And, and yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't real security, was it, Emma? It was in your mind. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating that the moment that, that there's this wonderful Goethe quote, isn't there? The moment one commits, then providence moves to all manner of yeah. circumstances come to one's aid. And that's exactly what happened for you because you committed. Yeah, um, and I think that, we, you know, we're here talking to people who are maybe thinking, mm, I'd love to do something different, but I can't. Well, actually, you can. It will be a bit scary at times and there will be times when it doesn't seem to work out, but you'll learn a heck of a lot even if you come back to where you've started from, mm -hmm. which is always an option. I've actually worked half half my career self-employed and half in corporate life. And nowadays, nobody bats an eyelid when you turn up for a job interview, having worked 20 years self-employed. It used to be a big no-no. Um, you yes, would be right. unemployable. But, so I'd, you know, I'd say to anybody who's thinking about it, it it's not a one-way street. If it doesn't work out for you, you, you traipse back the other way for a few years. Or if finances require it, I had to pay school fees a few years ago when I got into a, a situation with a fraudster. 
Um, and I had to go back to corporate life. Otherwise, we wouldn't have met. And isn't that funny? We, yeah. we had met because I went back to join the, that psychometrics business that you contracted to to do some work. But I was only taking that job because I had to. And actually, I love that job. And, uh, you know, we've connected. All sorts of other good things have happened on the back of it. I always call it the gift that keeps giving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, life life is 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 amazing when we kind of let go take the handbrake off but all too often we are driving with the handbrake somewhat on aren't we we are and there's that yeah there's that kind of that always that um <clears throat> risk but i know now because i think once you are begin to start to see a journey to that what i call escape escape hatch yeah. or freedom yeah. your mind actually opens up so many other possibilities and opportunities Yes. that you don't have, the, perhaps you don't have the time for, you're just, your mind is closed to it, I don't know. But yes. I was saying to you earlier that this may never happen, but this morning when I was talking to one of my guests at breakfast, she mm. was talking about um, how she teaches um, French using, you know, this TEFL qualification. I was thinking, oh, I could host <laughs> weekends for business women who want to come and talk English for the weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many possibilities that you could do, but you're, I think you you absolutely have to be in the right state to be able to do that. I think you do. And, and fear isn't a good place to be in. We all know that. Yeah. You know, when yeah. we're fearful, our thinking is very constricted. We're not creative. We've got a head full of, of unhelpful thinking and stress. And that's easy, easy to say. More difficult to do sometimes, if you, particularly if you've got mortgages, you've got financial commitments. Mm -hmm. I, and I'd say to people, the financial your financial situation does impact here. You know, if you're sitting on a big mortgage and you've got kids at private school, it's not easy to suddenly make that that jump. Which is why I went back to corporate life in 2014 because I just wanted to be able to get my kids through school without major disruption. And the best way to do it seemed to be to to go for a, a predictable income. But having done that, and it wasn't very long, it was only a couple of years, I was then able to to flex out again, go into self-employment, yet maintain some contact with the the, the sort of previous organisation so that there was some potential for income. And then, you know, things happen later, like you and I meeting and me meeting spin-off organisations from that first company I worked for. And you never really know what's going to happen. Uh, but generally, the, the universe will conspire to help you, but you do have to take that first step, as we said. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other thing which um, I reflected back on it when I have done kind of some contract work, and I've actually, when I've asked to, you know, it's that kind of fear thing. And I said, well, actually, I, I, I will stay and help you for longer, whatever company it is you're working with, but I need to do that on a part time basis. When you're already achievement focused and you always got used to working sort of flat out on the hamster wheel on the rat race, you know, whatever you want to call it, that's quite a difficult question to ask somebody. Because in my mind, there's something about saying, well, they're going to think I'm a bit of a, you know, a, a slacker if I ask to go part time. But yeah. what I've learned over the years that I've done it is invariably people say yes, because if you're good and you're good at what you do and you can demonstrate that you're prepared to support and, you know, another person taking over that work you were doing. Yes. And there's lots of things in our, our mind, you know, our minds put up barriers to. But actually, when you just go and ask the question of somebody, well, I'd like to do this, I'd like to keep helping you, but only on three days a week. In my experience, the, the answer has always been yes. I think that's really interesting. So, um, Almost in, in indicates they'd rather have some of you than none of you. And, and I, Absolutely. I, 
think that's really healthy. And then suddenly you've got a bit of bandwidth opened up to be creative, but at the same time, you've got the bills being covered by the predictability of whatever it is, a contract. Yeah, yeah. And, and often that's a very good staging post. So I suppose what we're saying to people is, you know, consider that as an option as well, rather than suddenly having to think, well, oh, I've got to make this gigantic leap and my partner isn't very keen on it either and da-da-da. You know, you can do it in, in small bite-sized chunks, really, can't you? Absolutely. And in my experience, there's a lot of, um, I mean, my experience is I was trying to learn how to market and how to do social media stuff when I first started out. And there's some stuff perhaps you might want to avoid yeah. um, trying to take vast sums of money off you. But there are also some really good uh, networks and groups of fellow, for me, female entrepreneurs that are yeah. really willing to help yeah. you get yeah. started and um yeah. build your businesses you know together because networking and collaboration is a far better i agree um, option it is. You know, we all start to we all start to um, benefit and the other the other angle on that is of course when we've been inside an organization we've we've had uh, a built-in sort of peer group and a network and suddenly we find ourselves outside of that and it and it can be quite isolating so mm -hmm. i do what you're describing and keep that going um, from the point of view of you know, maintaining some social contacts, but also increasing your understanding and knowledge uh, as, you, as you transition yeah. to entrepreneurship. Um, I, I mean, the other thing I would say is find a good accountant. <laughs> it's it's made a huge difference for me. Um, be, be well advised over the best structure, whether you go limited company or or. or sole trader um what you can claim what you can't claim and don't worry about having to understand all of that because a good accountant will take that off you mm -hmm. and minimize tax without you having to take any risks so and there's some very good online businesses now that do accounting you don't actually need to go down the high street and and meet an accountant there's, there's various companies online that we could recommend that that would actually do this for you a very cost effective way and, and very efficiently too so it's not it's not a problem anymore i think sometimes people put that up as a bit of a barrier what about all the financial stuff actually it's not a problem it's not an issue no absolutely not i mean even in france there's, you know, I, I know much more now about, and obviously I've got a limited company in the UK, but I've also got a French business. And um, there's, there's, yeah, there's also plenty of people that speak English and French that can ha are helping me here too. So, Which is great. And you find that people are only too willing to help. It's fascinating. I think that there's often as much in it for the helper as the, the helpee. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> no, that's great. And I think it's a journey, isn't it? It's not a destination. And I think the thing I would say to people is, is just enjoy the journey. Be in the now. Don't sort of anticipate too much, you know, what could go wrong. Yes, be, be planful. But actually enjoy the experience. You may look back on it and think, why didn't I do it 10 years ago or five years ago? And certainly that's, you know, I, I'm so glad that I've embraced those self-employed opportunities when they've come along and, and yet also had to go back into corporate when, for whatever reason, yeah, yeah. I had to. And that's worked out OK, too. So it's, it's a much more fluid arrangement, I think, than it ever used to be. Absolutely. I think... I mean, there's, I'm sure many people listening to this will have heard about, you know, creating, having a vision. Well, what your what your vision is, you know, when you start is often not at all what it turns out to be. Yeah. But for me, sort of, um, you know, people I coach, it's about really trying to kind of think what it what would be your what would be the ideal life. And for me, I would have never written this down at the time, but it would have been 
to sit down and think, well, actually, I don't really, I don't need anything else. You know, yes. there's nothing I need. Um, because my experience is the more money I earn, the more I spent anyway, the bigger yes. my mortgage was, the bigger my car. And when, yes. like, when you sit somewhere in the southwest of France where you, where you just can say everything I have, everything I need in my life, I already have. It's yes. fantastic. Um, it's a fantastic feeling. So. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And, and it's so true. It's, it's also true on a sort of psychological level. We are that which we are seeking. It's St. Francis of Assisi quote. But it's so true. We, we, we constantly think there's something missing from our lives. But actually, there isn't. You have all you'll ever need. What you need to be able to do is, is simply access it. Yeah. Um, you know, be brave. And that's what entrepreneurship is all about, really. It's yeah. risk. We know that it's the definition of entrepreneurship. So there is an element of that. So clearly, you know, manage your risks accordingly. But the, the rewards are profound and not not just financially and you know, maybe not financially for the first couple of years, but the freedom and the sense of self-determination. I mean, you and I both value that very highly, don't we? Absolutely. We never, I never want to go, ever, ever, ever have to go back and work in a corporate office again. <laughs> I did the same, and I think you, you know, it, it reaches that point where you think, no, I, I'm done now. Um, but you know, it's at certain points in life, you can you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Going, going down. Well, look, it's been great, great to connect again, and um, you. we look forward to sharing some more of this. But, but we wanted to give people a sense of what we're up to, and hopefully inspire people to think more broadly about what what they might be able to do and, and not let the barriers get in the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brilliant. Great. Thanks, Emma. Thanks, Andrew.